0: We are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Thank you so much for joining us this beautiful day, June the 5th, 2023, on this beautiful morning. The Lord is good. The Lord is sovereign. The Lord is in right in the midst of whatever you're going through. He never leaves you, never forsakes you. He'll see you through it every single time, friend. We serve a God of the impossible. Why? Because he takes the impossible and makes it possible. Whatever you're facing, it's not too big for him. He is bigger than anything. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world, friend. And I just feel like God's going to do tremendous things in your guys' life today. And I know the spirit of God is being poured out on sons of God and daughters, and so we are very thankful that you are giving us your ear two hours every single weekday morning from 7 to 9 to a.m. Central Time, and this morning we are honored and privileged and blessed um, beyond measure to have Bishop Lance Johnson in the studio with us for uh, a while. We're going to spend some time together, and we'll just see what the Lord does. There's a lot of great things that's going to happen, Uh, but Bishop Lance, before I continue any farther, just introduce yourself a little bit and let the... uh, the people get used to you a little bit.
1: Well, it's an honor to be on here with you today, and thank you for the opportunity. And uh, I'm just excited about what God is doing in Come this up. region, in this area. Being here last night in services was absolutely so powerful. Mm-hmm. The hunger mm-hmm. of the people uh, that just drew on the presence and the anointing of God was so powerful. Just opening up uh, uh, the service with a miracle mm-hmm. uh, was just amazing. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, I'm uh, I pastor in Rain. Georgia a little small town uh, population about a hundred and nine yeah uh, but uh, we uh, well, is it still a town it well <laughs> it actually uh, was just uh, uh, decommissioned as a town by our governor but uh, been a, a, a small community but a, a big God in a, in sure, a small come on. community revival is happening and uh, but not only am I pastor but for the last several years God's had me traveling and uh, ministering been hosting revival all uh, mm all all over Kentucky, North Georgia. Florida South Carolina all over the really the southeastern United States as well as places like Arizona Oklahoma and different places but um, God is moving across our nation in a supernatural mm-hmm. way and I'm honored to just be a part of that I was talking with a close friend of mine who's been hosting an ongoing revival in North Georgia now for over five years last night after services were over and and the same atmosphere that's Come there on. in that revival was here last <laughs> night and uh, there's just a hunger uh, here that has the ability to produce a sustained revival yes and this revival has truly if I might uh, has really begin to transform culture in so many places across mm-hmm. America and it is it's 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 an awakening to the body of Christ that is causing her to emerge not just not just to be refreshed but emerge in 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 her calling and in her purpose yes. that the church is really becoming the influencer in their culture, their communities, mm-hmm. their cities. And I uh, I was telling him last night how I'm seeing that across our nation. He's seeing it across our nation, and um, I'm just excited that it's happening right here Come on. in this area of sure. West Kentucky. So yeah. excited.
0: And I feel like one of the things that's happening through North Georgia, and even Pastor Todd himself, um, is really the significance and the importance of prayer in the body of Christ and what God's because we don't influence the earth just because we want to show up on a Sunday morning and preach a cute sermon and sing a couple songs it's whenever we find that secret place because in the secret place
1: we learn him we know him we experience him amen and you know I think it's when there's a shift of mindset in people that go from seeking the blessing of god come just seeking the blesser come on we're, we're not after the hand of god we're come really on, yes. after the face of god yes we're, sir we're going after the heart of god yes and and when our desperation is for him and just not what he has the ability to do for us it shifts everything yes. spiritually come it on. shifts everything in our personal life our ministries everything changes when we're going after him for him yes sir
0: you can you can get his hand without his heart. That's right. But you never get his heart without his hand. And if you pursue his heart, yeah. then he will show up and do exactly what he says he does. Because I think you said it last night, and it's and it's what so many of us have said over and over, they follow. That's yes. never the pursuit. They just follow. Yes. The pursuit of him. He's the jewel. He's the crown. He's he's that pearl of great pride. He's what I'm after. Not, not his hand. His hand just follows. His hand's great. We don't we never want to not have his hand. That's right. His hands beautiful, but at the end of the day it's hard as the prize.
1: Yes it is. Mm-hmm. And and you know it's I don't know that 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 doesn't come without a crushing process that we walk through in life that causes us to come to a place where we just really begin to seek him Mm -hmm. for who he is. You know, I I made mention last night, and it's something that that you see in the scriptures, but it's another thing when you actually walk it out in your life that that Moses wanted to know his ways. Mm -hmm. He spoke to Moses as a man speaks to a man face to face and and you know, I I, I want that face to face relationship with God, not just, uh, that I, that I visit with him, but I, I want that continual ongoing face to face relationship where the presence of God is so important to me that his presence is my priority to the point that I don't want the blessings without the blesser. Come on. And, and I think that's what God is doing in so many, it's so many places that I get an opportunity to go and experience. People have gotten hungry for Mm -hmm. him. Some of it is again, has come out of brokenness. Some of it has come out of the challenges that some of it has come from just, they got exhausted with with what I call institutionalized Christianity and going yeah. through the motions mm-hmm. and never mm-hmm. seeing the fullness of what we know God's word promises. And people have backed up and said, well, if I'm not experiencing experiencing it what's wrong mm-hmm. and therefore there comes a there there comes a, a a a a heart of repentance and brokenness that that we just begin to Come seek on. him and and that's what's bringing i believe uh, this move of god yeah. across our nation
0: it's awesome awesome he's so good and um you know i th- what I was I was preaching yesterday from Ephesians chapter... Now, I went on dad duty a little bit last night. I got to hear the first part of it, and I was outside the front door, my ear pressed on the window. All right, so if you drove past Madrid last night, you probably thought I was a weirdo. <laughs> but I was hearing and ple- and doing dad duty at the same time. Um, but yesterday when I was preaching, and I somebody had told me, and I, I could not hear this part, you went to Ephesians chapter three a little bit too? Did you go there last night at all? Or somebody say something else? But I, I'm not for sure. But there was a part in it that yesterday really got me. And it got me because it was like you was saying some stuff that was similar to it. But in Ephesians chapter 3, he actually tells the church. Um, he says, let me get to this, in chapter 3, verse 10, So that through the church the manifold wisdom of God may be known to all the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. How can we let anybody know who he is and what he does if we don't know him?
1: That's exactly right. Uh you know, he, he starts that, that the the book of Ephesians when he when he prays that profound prayer in yes, Ephesians come on, one. Man. That prayer it's awesome. in itself was the beginning of a great transformation in my life when he when he prayed for the church, not otherwise, right. but Amen. the church yes. to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the come knowledge on. of him. Yeah. And 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 part of what I think that a lot of times people really miss is that God's purpose and plan for man was always to bear his image. Yep. Always. Yes. And 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 you know, in Romans eight it tells us we've been predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus, knowing that Christ came to restore everything that was lost in the That's garden. Right. And and because God created man to uh to uh in his own image and he gave them the authority to have dominion on the earth. And 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 it's our responsibility now as the church when we walk in that revelation of him that we behold him so that we can reflect him Mm -hmm. that that we take our positions in the earth to to reveal to those principalities, to those powers, the manifold wisdom of God—that word Come "manifold" on. meaning the many-sided—I love that word because mm. there, there's just so much more of God than what we have experienced. And yes. you know, we okay. we we have an altar experience. We get saved. so, Well, I know the Lord, but you know, we're saying, okay, you know, a God who measures the universe from His thumb to His pinky by the span of His hand. The mm-hmm. Scripture says, and 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 then we won't think we know Him in one <laughs> altar experience. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean I, I wanna I wanna I wanna get so close to him that I don't wanna know the vastness mm. of the God yes. who uh who who you know holds the seven C's in the palm right. of his hand. Uh, I want to know this wisdom and, and this knowledge and understanding that He has, or just a hunger to to know Him, so that we can reflect Him. That's right. In not just what we say in the sermons we preach, but the lifestyle mm-hmm. that we live That's and good. the demonstration of manifesting the very character of who He is yes. and how we love people, how we minister to people, the 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 words that that we share with them, mm-hmm. because the anointing is what. The destroys the That's right we have to bear that anointing we have to carry yes, it sir. so that it can destroy the yokes that bind people and weight them down so just the more that we can see him the more we can walk in and, and, and experience the revelation of who he is the more we can bear that same image but that was sort of my message last night and one yep. part of it but yeah powerful powerful message
0: I, I love I loved what I I loved what I was I was able to hear um, and so I you know dad duty calls sometimes and so most I'm on you know I'm um, I'm on pastor duty and so last night I got to be on dad duty and I loved it um, and so it's I, I really enjoyed the I just enjoyed last night and I know um, we're gonna continue to talk but pastor Billy I know you said yours are gonna sit back um, I just want to thank you I want to thank you um, you're, You you call Brother Lance a connector And I, I believe you do have that anointing, sir But I also think in this community You're going to be significant And I don't want you to underestimate that And I want to thank you for your willingness Your heart And um, young guys like myself Young guys like Josh We need you We need you And you set the pace And you run in this area yeah. And I just want to thank you From the bottom of my heart For your heart Your hunger Your passion and I know God's going to use you in a tremendous way still. He ain't done yet. That's for sure. Hallelujah. And so I
2: don't think so. No, I just the Lord's put in my heart probably about five years ago to unite the body of Christ. Yeah. And, you know, it's been on my heart now for five <sighs> Come years. He blessed me so much. You know, see the pastors that was there last night, yes, you know, yes. many of those younger ones, you know, I more or less just was it maybe a father to them when they was mm-hmm. out there in the world. Come I, on. You know, I try to help them along the way. and. It just blessed me you know, so much. Amen. There was, uh, I like the number of the pastors there because I did, it was seven. Yep. And, you know, I'm grateful, you know, to get seven pastors, you know, together. I mean, so that wasn't good. that wasn't me. You know, that was designed that was by God. God. I yeah. give him thanks for that. But, you know, he's just uniting the body together. Amen. And we're going to get ready to flow. Come on. You know, with the grace of God and, you know, the love of God. The Lord spoke to me about uh, maybe two months ago. Uh, he said the church that he's coming back for is emerging now. Wow! It will manifest three things. Number one, holiness, truth, and love. Wow! And what mm-hmm. that what that looks like is Jesus. Yeah. I mean, his holiness when Jesus walked this earth—that's what drawed people's Come attention on. to him because mm-hmm. his conduct and his conversation was unlike any other. Mm-hmm. Unlike it. Never a man spake like this man. Come on. But I mean, the church that he's coming back for is emerging right now. and uniting the body together i'm telling you what god is doing is is the prayer that he prayed for his church that you and i are part of that right now for us to be one make us even as he and our father are one and i'm just so grateful thankful for the connection god is putting in the body of christ right now connecting believers together and raising up an army for this last move Mm -hmm. of god Amen, that the Holy Ghost is going to do this. See, man's had our, we've had our ways long enough. Mm-hmm. We've tried to fix things, make things happen. But listen, we just need to let God. That's right. We just mm-hmm. need to let God do and perform. That's amen. right. And, and he's got to have us to perform through. So, Come on. You know, we got to humble ourselves before the Lord Jesus. When yes. we went through the year of uh, the two or three years of COVID, the Lord spoke to me because many people were saying, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. He spoke to me, said, Son, you just need to humble yourself. Mm -hmm. I spoke that over a church. Amen. That's what we've done. I mean, we've got to walk humbly before the Lord Jesus right right now. And God's going to use us. There's going to be open doors. And I pray, you know, Brother Lance coming into my life, you know, when you have things taken from your life. Mm -hmm. And then when you see and connect with someone, someone that's going to take that place, you know, it's just brought a joy and a peace and a fulfillment to me. And I'm grateful, thankful. Amen. For the man of God and the men of God that serve and humble themselves before the Lord right now.
0: Whew, hallelujah. God's good. Oh man, that's, that's rich. Um and I really do. I think it was um it was an incredible night last night to see that many different pastors and that many different churches. And there was a hunger. Nobody brought their business cards in. Nobody mm-hmm. nobody tried to go up there and you know, wear their fancy T shirt to bring people to their I'm not against all that. But at the end of the day, we've got to stop growing our little kingdoms and think we're going to change the world. We grow one kingdom and that's his. That's his
1: kingdom. You know, the one thing that I've seen this, this move of God across our nation bringing is unity among pastors. Wow. Uh, it, it has brought to the surface some of the most genuine men of God and women of God that I have ever met in 30 years of ministry. Um, I relationships are being established that are the kind of relationships I describe is we'll get in the foxhole with each other come on you know we trust each other Uh, you know we 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 just I mean I, I, I I go to places where I don't even know what church members belong to what church come on you know because there's churches that are hosting these revivals and these moves of God in these areas and and they've come together they're working together and, of course, like in every situation, as you can imagine, people will migrate between the churches in a region. Nobody's offended. Nobody's jealous. Nobody's, that's my flock. That's my people. It's it's like we're, we're pastoring together. Come on. Mm-hmm. And there's a mm-hmm. unity that's not divided by sometimes, you know, people can sometimes bring division, not even realizing they're bringing division. That's right. By being critical or cynical towards something in one church that may not be in another church. And all of a sudden it, it creates, a riff if you might but none of that stuff I mean these guys are devoted to one another they love each other they love God with every fiber of who they are and because of it the growth that has come within all the churches I mean it's every church is expanding uh, because people are being saved disciples are being made come on. converts are, are, are being produced as a result of the manifestation of what God is doing and, and souls are being saved and And I'm watching these ministries. Grow And, and it's, it's, it's awesome to be a That's part right. of it and, and, and to, to be a partaker of that, even in my own personal life. I feel like I have the greatest camaraderie of, of pastors, friends in my life that I've ever had. I mean, guys that I don't mind calling and, and bearing my soul to sharing with them my battles and struggles that I face. Sometimes I'm mean, being on the road all the time. I get tired, you know, praying to choosing, you know, what region do you know is God sending uh, having the grace to be able to 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 say no, uh, and and you know talk about all the challenges that creates mm-hmm. pastoring. I've been in a building program, and and I've not walked any of these things in my personal life alone. I've walked it with all these leaders and pastors wow. across the nation that I've been able to pick up the phone and just share my heart with and say, hey guys, I'm struggling today. You know, I'm I'm tired. Uh, Mm. Pray for me or I'm in the process of penning a book, you know, and I I call and say, hey, I need prayers. We all, you you know, just I need a friend today to to really pray. God, give me the grace to disconnect so I can sit down and write. Just sharing with these men the kind of things that you you need to share. You're carrying a huge burden here. You're ministering here. You you're pastoring a church. You got responsibilities. You're being a dad. You're maneuvering through mm-hmm. all of the challenges of of ministry and and having the kind of relationships that God's bringing yes, out sir. of this move of God is so vital. Mm-hmm. Just uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, just like Pastor Billy and I, just these are relationships that God is establishing with men and women who have. Hearts that are that are pure and sincere and want nothing more than for Jesus to be glorified. So yeah. uh, that's one of the fruits of, of this move of God wow. and revival that's happening. Is bringing unity among among leaders. Yeah. Um,
0: you said something last night, and um, I probably shouted too loud about it. But um, you you was talking about how one of the if you were going through a situation when you were first born again, the first person you probably was going to was not a, another pastor and I grew up and I'm not going to embarrass the denomination I'm not even trying to trash it because there's good things about it yes, but I grew up in the denomination when I was young and I got saved at a young age and um, I'm, y- <clears throat> I'm young still but I'm going about 18 years of doing this wow. and I remember when I first started it was all about the political ladder I was caught up in that system I was caught up in the religiosity I was caught up in that nonsense yes. I was a young man I was very impressionable but I remember what a cutthroat thing it was Pastors didn't care about pastors. Yeah. They just they, they they didn't care if you were succeeding or if you were failing. Yeah. Actually, they preferred you to fail so they could trash you to the yeah. rest of the denomination because it was that climbing. Yeah. I wanted to be the overseer. I wanted to be the bishop. I wanted to be that. And looking back, it was the most disgusting, vile thing I was ever a part of in my life. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be mean. It's just there's no other way around it. And that religious system wants to keep offense, it wants to keep division, it wants to keep all of these things being birthed between leaders, because as long as leaders stay divided, we'll lead our people in division.
1: That is correct. Mm Uh, I, I am thoroughly convinced that God through this move of the Holy Spirit is tearing that stuff down. On. Uh, I'm going to use a word. It's pretty strong, but he's obliterating yeah. that old religious system and Come that on. old mindset. Mm-hmm. If people want to stay in that, I call it in, in, the, in the terms we use the old wine skin and, and, and it's not going to hold the new wine. And, and if people want to stay in that system, they're going to miss what God's That's doing right. yep. because it's not about who's going up well, it's, it's about pushing Jesus to uh, the top. Yeah. Come on! It's, it's about it's Amen. about us decreasing and Him, uh, Him increasing. I, I I told someone the other day, the generation of people that I'm seeing emerge right now are people that long to be in the shadows. They long for His name to be known and theirs to be forgotten. Yes. And and Amen. that has to be the heart of this generation right now. And uh, you know, I hear you say the word uh, uh, young minister and and i love that terminology but my heart and you'll have to excuse me i get a little emotional Uh, that's what i want to spend the rest of my life doing is helping to empower young people that god is raising up in this hour to far exceed anything that we have done in our generation, or anything that we were able to establish, we want to see them move to the forefront because they're carrying this heart of unity. They're carrying this heart of humility, and brokenness. And 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 I believe that it's, um, I believe it's just like the children in in the wilderness that the the older generation can you know you brought our children out here to die in the wilderness there was a generation that prophesied the death of this younger generation they said they wouldn't be anything yep, they, come they said the they're going to be the ones that are going to stay in their mom and dad's basements and play video games and We've spoken death over this next generation that's coming, and I believe it's going to be a radical generation that God's going to bring yes. into the promised Come land. On. He's going to take the ones that everybody thought were going to die in the wilderness, and God's going to bring them in. Come and on. and I, I just, God's raising up amazing people in this hour. It's his church is what it is. But, Come on. but with that, there's leaders that are emerging, young apostles, prophets, pastors, <clears throat> that are moving into the fullness of what God uh, has prepared. But they're they're doing it because they don't seek to be the guy. They Come don't on. seek so to good. be the man. They yeah. they want Jesus to yes. be exalted. Amen. And and you know they're I am excited to be a part of it. I'm just yeah. I'm just thankful that I, I've lived long enough to uh, to just see this thing Come happening. Uh, it's uh, it's an honor. Uh, just to see it and i thank god for men like you uh i thank Mm -hmm. god for 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 dads that are standing outside the window with their ear pressed to the door to hear what god says and and but has the integrity to understand that our first responsibility is not how great our ministry is but that i'm raising my own children to be the you know the, the next generation that you're you understand being a priest of your home is a priority over being a priest to the to the to the mm-hmm. to the congregation and yeah. those kind of things and <clears throat> that i'm seeing in this generation are, are are uh they they absolutely inspire me to 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 the point that i don't even have words to express yeah. it
0: uh, you know you're, you're talking of fathering <clears throat> and um I heard a I heard a preacher the other day say this on a podcast and it's he said that Paul when Paul was addressing we have many teachers not many fathers. Teachers teach you to replicate. Fathers help develop who God's called you to be. And I love it because I feel like your heart's not trying to replicate what you're doing. Your heart is trying to give tools to sons and daughters yep. to be everything that God's called them to be. Yeah.
1: They're they're to be who they are uh, to be the individual that is created uniquely by the masterful hand Come on. of God and uh, God's raising up fathers in this hour. there it's as clearly as I've ever seen. One of the most humbling experiences I think I've ever gone through in 30 years of ministry. <clears throat> I was just in Indiana with Paul Johnson and I. Uh, uh, I was with him several months ago when when the Indiana Awakening started there in Avon and he called me and asked me to come and I'd ministered to Paul a few times and spent some time with him and it was just a divine connection, much in the same way Pastor Billy and I, it was a, just one of those things where you just know yes. and I, this guy's a part of my life and I'm a part of this gentleman's life. and. So I got up to, he was introducing me to preach, and, and he just broke down and began to weep in brokenness. And and he said, uh, you're probably going to think I'm crazy. He knelt down on his knee, and he proposed uh, to me, but not, not in a proposal of marriage, <laughs> in a proposal, will you be a spiritual father to this generation? And uh, we need fathers. And, uh, man, it just it demolished me and i'm demolished right now uh i don't want to get to the point of uh not being able to speak but uh uh it it just wrecked me spiritually because there's a generation of young leaders with a profound anointing and gifting i I feel like that paul johnson probably has one of the most emerging voices Right now in our nation, right. I, I, if there's ever been an apostolic voice that God's raising up, Paul Johnson has that apostolic voice, and uh, for him to uh, to cry out and say we need fathers, come on. Uh, I, it just it, it still wrecks me, and 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 that's the thing. What a huge responsibility to not go in there again and try to control, but to go in there and try to nurture and encourage the the giftings and the callings that are in these young leaders that God is sending to the forefront. He's sending them to the front lines to lead the church of the Lord Jesus Christ into a place of victory yeah. so that the name of Jesus can be exalted before the coming. And, uh, to equip his bride to see her adorned in white raiment before mm-hmm. this coming, before the before the eastern skies split, before that last trump of God, mm-hmm. however you want to describe it, but before that day comes, God's preparing his bride Come on. to advance his kingdom in the earth, and mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I'm 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 thankful. For the true fathers like Todd Smith, uh, he is truly a father, yeah. uh, and and I'm just uh, I'm excited that God's raising. I could go on and list names of some of these, uh, Pastor Howard Joan, Pastor Billy, these these guys are all fathers. You yes, know, sir. Uh, even even Clint Hopper out of the West Kentucky revival, he has such a, a nurturing, fathering uh, heart, and and I could go on. There's so many more, and I, I'll yes, miss sir. names if I start mentioning. But but as much as God's raising up sons, He is raising up spiritual fathers.
0: That's right. Yeah, and I believe it'll be spiritual fathers. I know there's one obscure passage, kind of it's just it's almost out of nowhere. But in the Old Testament, it says there's an army of left-handed generation that could not miss a hair when they threw it with a stone. When they threw a stone, it wouldn't miss a hair. They were so precise and they were so accurate. But I think what he's doing right now is he's raising up spiritual fathers that know how to father left-handed generation because they don't look the same, they don't act the same, they don't they don't operate the same. It's always looked because religions never known them. There's, I believe there's a generation's going to come out of Egypt that's that's never known it. Like they're 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 coming, they never known Egypt. They're not going to know the system.
1: That's right. That's good. And they're
0: they're coming out they of the never basement. Know it. Like I, you said, the basement ago, and I just got this. I just started to feel like the spirit of the Lord said, I'm getting ready to take a generation that come out of the basement. It's almost like he hid him away so that he would never be exposed to religiosity. Oh, good. That's good right but there's a left-handed generation that's come. And I believe we need fathers that know how to father a left-handed generation that don't look like the church has always looked.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Lord gave me a word about three years ago. Uh, I was talking with Pastor Todd about it last night at at midnight. I I, I think it was 12 or 1 o'clock his time. And uh, for be I think it was almost midnight here. Probably it was probably 1 o'clock his time. And uh, we were having this conversation, and I was sharing with him a uh, a prophecy the Lord had given me uh, almost three years ago now. I think I released it at the North Georgia Pastors Conference. And the Lord showed me as, you know, when Paul got on the ship that he warned them, if if you sail from here, this ship is going to, you know, we're going to, it's going to be destroyed, but we're going to be saved. You know, yeah. he told it the Lord gave me a prophetic word concerning that. And he told me that, that the, the unbiblical church model Come on. that is in existence. And that, that's a big term. And <clears throat> please don't. Judge me out of a couple of words that that I'm sharing because that can mean a lot of things to a, or a lot of different things to, yes, to different people, but that there was an unbiblical church model that had been established and that that it because of the storms that were coming that that unbiblical church model was going to be destroyed, and but that the real church, which was the people oh, come in, on. in the ship we're going to be saved Mm -hmm. and 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 there's a lot to that prophetic word as a matter it took me about 45 minutes to get it all out but I'm putting it in the nutshell but I think what you're saying is exactly right there has to be a generation of spiritual fathers an apostolic leadership that is not going to try to recreate an old church model Let's that go. God is tearing down. Hey, come so on, so that the real church can That's be right. established, and and so you've got to father people without bringing in the 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 old. But one of the things in that prophecy the Lord showed me was that that the real church was saved by pieces. Mm-hmm. because the bible said that 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 they they floated to the yes, to sir. the barbaric island on pieces of That's that right. broken up ship there's pieces of the old model that are not unbiblical they're very biblical and they're very solid and they're sound and and the lord showed me that the real church would be saved from pieces Mm -hmm. but it got put together wrong if you might come on and and so you got to have a generation of leaders that have the ability or fathers as we're saying to be able to hold on to the right things but let go of the wrong things to help bring up this generation that God is bringing up right now to father them and you. I love your terminology uh, to be able to father a left hand generation to be able to say hey let them be unique they are different God created them they're, they're seeing things we didn't see in our generation and we need to bring them up and release them to run and empower them to run while giving them the right pieces of the things that were correct because there were some things that were good there were yeah, some things ain't. that were important and 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 instill in them so they can run and and fulfill their assignment, their assignment, not yeah. ours. Their
0: Come assignment. Amen. And and you know what I've seen in my own life and um, Hannah, I don't mean to dominate. So if you got anything you want to say, you can say it. But um, she does. I know she does. <laughs> Hannah Hannah always has something to say. And uh, so uh, she's a talker at heart. Um, <laughs> but you know, one thing of being a young man um, and. There was times, I'm not going to lie, I'm going I'm to be transparent here for a second. Sure. Um, I felt like a monkey that was being thrown out in a circus because I could get up there and you knew how to get the crowd. You knew how to do that. And I felt like I was a monkey in the, cir- the circus being shown off. Yeah. And I believe that there was men in my life saying, oh, run, son, run. But they were telling me to run with a collar and a leash and it was you run where I tell you to run, you run how I tell you to run, and you run for the distance I tell you to run. But that's not the fathers we need in the earth. That's right. The fathers we need in the earth is saying, hey, you run. And as you're running, I'm going to be running right next to you. I'm not controlling you. I'm not even guiding you. That's his job. All I'm going to do is run next to you and make sure you
1: finish. Yes, 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 yes. I agree 100%. And God is raising up those kind of fathers right now across our nation as well as those kind of sons. Come on. And uh, I'm just excited I get to see a part of it. I see you over there just about to erupt. I see those living <laughs> waters I was preaching about last night just bubbling up. So uh, I, I know you got something to share in this conversation today.
3: Yeah, um, it's just all confirmation. Um, all Everything we're talking about is just confirmation, and I just feel so blessed um, to be here and just, whew, whew. I just feel so blessed to um, be a part of this move that's coming and be able to represent you know my generation I'm 23 I'm technically part of Gen Z um but I'm so thankful and when you were talking about like the generation that's been hidden um, I feel like I was part of that generation like I feel like for most of my life I've kind of been hidden um and I wasn't always seeking, you know, a place or anything like that. But I feel like now is really when I'm stepping into what the Lord's having me to step into. And I've been scared. I mean, it's scary at first. It's scary to, to step into the unknown. But I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful.
2: Whew.
1: I uh, I just want to say that I know this is personal. we're on the radio. A lot of people are listening in. But, uh, you know, God has given me such a heart. Uh for the young people, go for it. because I, it's like I just want to take them and grab them by the hand, and say, "Let's go, let's run." <laughs> I want to take them and just give them the, the, the wisdom to keep them out of the ditches, Come you on. know, but to give them the freedom to be able to run because I, I can tell and I can see the anointing and I can see the passion and the fire of God in your life that is ready to go and, and change your generation and to bring the hope of the of the gospel and in the, the light of who He is. To your generation and I just want so much in my life to be able to help empower you know my, my mm-hmm. whole goal is right now in, in raising up uh, I have a, a a training center called Lionsgate Ministry Training Center and uh, but I just want to get them all in the van with me I mean I've even looked at a bus that I could just draw these mm-hmm. young people in the bus with me and say come on guys go with me come on let me just release you mm-hmm. um, when my teams travel with me and and I've got some really young people that are ministering in, in worship in and, and different areas. And when they travel with me, uh, out of all the things I get a, the honor to do in these revivals and preach and places, I get to, to do things and share. There's nothing that moves me more than seeing the, this team of anointed young men and women that are so on. on fire and devoted to God and see God use them. Yes, and sir. and that's the joy that I find today in ministry. Uh, if I don't ever get another blessing in my life, that's blessings that I don't mm-hmm. even have the ability to articulate in words right now on this program. But that's my heart. I want to see you fulfill everything God created you to do. I want to see you with that emerging voice that is shaking a generation and uh, shaking a, a, a nation because that's in you. It's in you, it's in your generation and Anything I can do to help empower that is what my heart's desire is today. And and uh, I think it has to be the heart's desire of all of us as mm-hmm. leaders. Let's bring up this generation. Let's, let's quit speaking negativity and start speaking the promises of God over them. Let's release the prophetic words that God is giving us to this next generation so that we can pass the baton and, and, and help to do that in a way that never restricts you, never confines you but literally untethers you so mm-hmm. you can run and uh so anyway i'm sorry good. i sometimes i talk no. about this no. i'm very passionate Release the well, let's
0: go mm. oh my goodness That's good. i love it Amen. i i'm you know and and what the lord's doing in these seasons of he's moving us out of the way Like that's just. I think this is what we're all going back to is. It's not about one man. It's not about one. It's not even just about one voice. It's about the voice of the Father being released in the earth through His children. Um, You know, we've seen prayer meetings lately, and in prayer meetings, and just in the prayer meetings, we've had kids who just step up and say, "I just got saved." Yeah. I don't even know what I just. I know I just got saved. Nobody. Nobody coached them. Nobody gave them the sinner's prayer. They just met Jesus in the middle of a prayer meeting their mom was praying at. Yes, this is what's going on. This is nobody knows names. Nobody's nobody's fascinated with that. The thing that fascinates us is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when G, when John looked in in Revelation and he said, "I saw the seven candlesticks representing the seven churches," I'm sure they was glorious, but the one standing in the midst of the seven candlesticks is the one he fell down and he saw and he fell down as if he was dead before him because it was him who mesmerized him. It was never the candlesticks. And if we can't get out of the way of Jesus sometimes and let the earth see him instead of us, nobody will fall at his feet as if they're dead. Amen,
1: amen. I, uh, one of the things I wanna take a moment and just release, I, I felt like in the middle of all of the things that that are happened the lord began to speak to me and tell me that we were about to come in and what you said reminded me of that the lord uh, the lord said we're coming into a great season of of harvest come like on. never before and he told me to begin to prepare for the harvest and engage people in the harvest that that this move of god was going to be accompanied with with tremendous harvest and that we had to turn our focus and passion toward toward winning souls so uh it was really unique i was sharing with pastor howard jones down in nortonville uh what the Lord was speaking to me and he said well let's do that at the West Kentucky Revival and uh, which as you know has been going on for two and a half years now and um we uh we we did a crusade we did the first we call them harvest now crusade did the first one and and oh it, it was just like God breathed on this and and yes, I mean the souls cool. the peoples that got changed it was so powerful he said we can't shut this down we got to go another week and uh, one of the other pastors during a, a meal after the services said bishop we this can't stop yeah. we got to do this across the whole state mm-hmm. you know this this needs to go as from the east to the west and he just began to speak he said I want it in my church you know this is this is this is the heart of God come on and within 48 hours literally we had without phone calls or initiations just literally people started calling out of conversations these crusades begin to erupt all the way across the state of Kentucky, yes, sir. from all the way from Clinton, the furthest to the west, all the way to Pikeville, yep. the furthest to the east, <laughs> and 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 everywhere in between. And and I know that we are we're scheduled here uh, on uh, September the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. If I'm if I've got those dates correct, and uh, that there'll be a uh, we'll we'll be here for the harvest crusade um and i know it's going to be powerful but also yes. know that uh something something is happening here prior to this crusade come on uh it's going to be amazing what god's yes, going to do uh, we're just
2: going to be glad to be able to host that
0: amen I, we're 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 excited and we're stirred um uh, <laughs> we're stirred to say the least um we prayed about this saturday night at our prayer meeting and um feel like there's something significant surrounding september yeah in a big way
1: the the harvest right now is amazing uh i was just in indiana i don't know how many people i would say 15 to 20 people uh, there were i mean people were running it, it the the conviction that sat down in that room. It was just like the other uh, Harvest Crusades that we've done now in Marion Marion. and and Nortonville. Mm -hmm. The Spirit of God just sat down in the conviction, people weeping and crying and broken before the lord wasn't to say we're coming to respond to a well you know i need to get out of hell free card uh it wasn't it was a broken i'm I'm up here repenting i want transformation and change in my life and you could just see it i i I had to leave to come down to this meeting and i left and they were still baptizing people i don't know how many people that that got saved the guy they were going home wet I, i one guy told me he said uh he said I don't I don't know what we're gonna do about a car. He said we got clothes to change into, but we're not gonna miss this. Come on. And uh uh you know, they're they're climbing into Baptistry, gonna drive home wet. And I thought well, how amazing is that's this? right. And uh sure. it, it's it's awesome to Come see on. what God's doing in this harvest right yeah.
0: now. One listener texted in and said, Brother uh, Amen. Brother Lance is the third pastor who I've heard this is the season of the harvest coming in. And so I know um and if I could Can I share a testimony really fast? Hannah's already heard this testimony, so she's going to have to hear it for about the 100th time probably. Um, Hallelujah. um, But I think the significance behind the harvest is the church is finally getting their heart right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Jesus said at one time, look up and then look out. You'll never look out appropriately if you first don't look up. And for so long we only looked out without looking up. And I remember I was at Walmart. This was years ago. Probably about five, six, seven years ago. And I saw a woman who is clearly on meth. I mean, clearly you, we all know the distinctives and we all know the distinctions and she was clearly on meth. And I looked over to my wife and I'm just, um, I'm like, I think I said to her, what a waste, mm-hmm. what a waste. And my kids were like, dad, what, what's wrong with her? And I said, Oh, cause she had, she actually had liquid plumber in her hand. So we, she's going home and she's going to make it. Yeah. And I'm judging like I, that's my heart right there. I, I'm just judging. And I know the Holy Spirit arrested me at Walmart that night. And he said, you see this, but I see a whole different thing. You don't know her pain. You don't know her trauma. You don't know her past. And if you would get my heart over this woman, then you could actually reach her and see her. How I see her. And he arrested me. And I feel like the church for so long has looked for that middle-class white yuppie group. That's the group we're looking for. We want their child check. We want this. And really, he's after the one everybody else has forgotten. He's after the addict that everybody else mm-hmm. has counted out. He's after the marriage that everybody else Thank has Jesus. said not going to work. You, and if he would, if we would get his heart, yeah. then we would really see the harvest coming. I think that's what's doing in this season.
1: Yeah. Uh I don't know how much time we got. But, we got uh, time. We'll make time. I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> share a brief story with you. Uh, well, y'all are wrecking me today. I, uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to hold it together. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm wow. fighting back it. Um,
2: uh, oh, well,
1: the spirit of the Lord is so strong in here right now. But I, uh, when when God really began to 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 break me, um, and I and I say the Lord broke me, and I'm so grateful for that. Come on. Uh, I just started going after God, my heart for the young people. God just started transforming my life. And uh, revival for me didn't start at the North Georgia revival. I don't know if you know my story there, but I went there to preach a, a men's Saturday night, just a, a men's gathering. And and then uh, Pastor Todd had asked me to stay over uh, for Sunday morning. Um, and then God moved in both of those service spontaneously God asked uh, Todd asked me to stay over for Sunday night and that's the night that God sat down and yeah, uh, and the North Georgia revival began and I, I was there 11 weeks uh yeah. non never knew if I was going to be back the next week sometimes Todd wouldn't even call me till Friday and say Bishop can you come back Sunday and I did and of course you know I've been there for with Todd for five years uh preaching in that revival I preached there once a month and um but that's not where revival began for me. Uh, the Lord uh, sent me. We had a prison ministry, and the Lord sent me to um, to Central State Prison in Macon, Georgia. I lived in in at the time. We lived in Canton, Georgia, so that was about a three three and a half hour drive through Atlanta traffic to get to that prison. And I just went there to do a one-night meeting, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, Son, I'm sending revival to this prison. I want you to do whatever I ask you to do. And, and I said yes to the Lord. And um, God just sat down in that prison that night, and the, the, the chaplain recognized it and started just said you got to come back i mean she called me the next day and said you got to come back and so all of a sudden she starts booking me through all these it's once a week now it's twice a week three times a week then they give me the lifers program which is all the people that were in in the prison yeah. for life and they would give them to me 30 something at a time mm-hmm. 32 mm-hmm. i think but they would give me 32 of the inmates at a time and it was basically to mentor them mm-hmm. and um, uh, they, they have a state program the way it's supposed to be to be ran, but they gave me the freedom to really just mentor these guys well. All of a sudden, all these people start getting saved. I mean, it just breaks out. We went from a, a chapel that would house 100 people to a gymnasium that would house 800, 900 Come inmates. Home. And it was filling up. It, God just, it was it was incredible. Yes. The, the whole prison population started getting saved. One of the biggest gang members got radically Come saved. Home. Even the warden Come on, man. came to his bathroom. Let's go. Uh, it, it was just unprecedented. But what I told you that story for, was to tell you that it was in that prison ministering, where God captured my heart mm-hmm. uh, took me back to his heart because I sat across from these lifers that were there for rape, murder you name it and uh, when you see a 300 pound man who probably don't have a pound of fat in his whole body he's just This big, huge, burly, you know, enormous man, and his face is stiff with anger and resentment and hurt. And you watch him break in front of you and tell you how that he was molested as a kid and abused, and you hear their backstory. And you see the tears run down their face, and you say, you know, it's easy to judge. Come on. What he's done, but you don't know where he come from, the pain that he lived through. And I don't know anybody that could live through some of the horror stories I've heard and not become damaged goods. And when I say damaged goods, you know, these guys don't hold back like we do in church and things I can't talk about on the radio today. Sure. But they didn't hold anything back in the stories that they told me and what was done to them. And it broke me inside and it just said you know Jesus came to heal these people this is why he endured the Come on. this is why he paid the price and it's easy to judge somebody's behavior not understand that they're only ministering or they're only not ministering they're only living out the life of sin that was committed against them and it started you know it's easy to say that that, you know, the wages of sin is death, and we all understand that. And Jesus died to forgive us of our sins. But he didn't just come to forgive us and heal the sins we commit. He come to deal with the sins that were committed against us as well. Because they just following the on. pattern of the That's so good power of sin that was committed against them and so therefore they just they do what was done to them they they're covering up their pain and they're sinning to cover up their pain and and they need healing they just don't know it and we will never bring healing to them with judgment come on we must minister to them healing and wholeness and what Christ came to do that his love has never abandoned them and uh You know, I just saw the heart of the Father, and it has been, uh, it's been life-changing for me, and I think it's one of the catalysts that let me capture the heart of my Father toward broken, hurting people. So, uh, as much as I feel like I have an assignment to, to, uh, to try to reach the church to wake up and to be who God's called her to be, I'm 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 trying to find those broken, hurting, wounded people. Come on, that are calling the cycle of sin. Come on. because they've been sinned against the, against in brutal ways of injustice, and they need to be healed. Yeah, and uh, you so know good. we can't we can't see them healed if we're if we're if we judging them. That's right. If we're condemning them, yeah. and and I'm not saying that, that. Listen, we can't condone their lifestyle. We can't. I agree oh, with yes. that, honey. We can't compromise the message of holiness. No. But we've got to be the hands that bring healing to these people. I, I, I listen. I, I again. I get passionate, but I. Yesterday morning, I, I ministered. The Bible says that the publicans and the sinners drew near unto Jesus to hear Him teach. Why were sinners drawn to Jesus but we can't beg them to come to our churches? It's so good. Why is it that we can't even manipulate people to come to our churches with a free giveaway of a TV or bring a free day and we're trying to We're trying to manipulate people to come to our churches, but yet sinners were drawn to Jesus. Mm. There was a woman who was a sinner that everybody in the city knew she was a sinner. And the Bible said she ran into a religious man's home uninvited and broke down and began to take her hair down and weep over his feet and wipe his feet with the hairs of her head she took a year's salary that was in a box called an alabaster box, and there was a year's worth of salary of a, of an expensive perfume. And a woman who was a harlot broke that alabaster box and poured that entire bottle of perfume over the feet of Jesus. This woman was a sinner, not a Christian. Come on, not a believer, not a follower. She was a Christian. I mean, a, a sinner, but yet. But yet she would worship with extravagant worship and she would pour out her life savings on the feet of Jesus. And we can't get people in our church to even lift their hands. And if we do, we think that there's something wrong with it. We can't get them to engage in worship. They just want to sit and stare. Come on. And they want to listen instead of engage in worship. Mm-hmm. And I have to think that. What do we do differently than what Jesus did yep. that made sinners run to Him? He didn't compromise their lifestyle and and condone it. The woman at the well who was broken in that in that destructive cycle from one relationship to another, Jesus asked her, "Go get your husband." In other words, let's deal with your let's deal with your brokenness. He didn't sweep Come on. it under the rug. Yeah. He said, "Let's deal with it." because he wanted her to be healed yeah but I think that's the difference between religion and and true mm-hmm. the heart of the father kind true Christianity thing. Hallelujah is that Jesus doesn't reveal to condemn Jesus reveals to heal come yeah. on Amen. he doesn't so expose people's sins to shame them he exposes them to forgive them mm-hmm. and sometimes I think it's the heart and you said it that God broke you that night in Walmart. You saw that lady the way God saw her. And I think that's where we got to have a revival. Yeah. Yes. Yeah you know, of the heart of the Father in the church so that we see people like Jesus sees them. Come on. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little
0: So good. I know we got um we're one minute over and radio's pushy, but I'm I'm not gonna leave here. We'll be five minutes late. I don't care. I want you to pray for us. Miss Renee, will hold on. She'll preach when
1: we're done. Father, we uh, you, we Jesus. just come before you with great humbleness, God. And I ask you to move today in the heart of every person, God, in this studio that can hear this broadcast right now. I pray, God, set down on us today, Lord. Let your Spirit so in in just. Absolutely encompass us right now, God. Infiltrate our hearts, melt away the calluses, Lord. Father, anything that stands between us and you, anything that would grieve you, God, remove it from us right now God let your sweet Holy Spirit be breathed upon us right now bringing refreshing revival and renewal God that we become the people that you have called us to become that we are your hands and feet that we minister from your heart that Lord that our words become your words God that our actions become your actions that we will be just as Christ was that we will do what we see the Father do that we would so be captivated by your heart god so captivated with you lord that we move as you move lord and i thank you today for touching every person god that is that is that is listening right now father may may your holy spirit set down in their automobile as they drive god may you set down in a kitchen right there where somebody's listening lord god captivate their hearts and bring them closer to you than they have ever been may they see the goodness and your glory like never before. Open their eyes today, God, Amen. that they may behold you. God, I thank you for ministering to every person today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: If you need us, if you need ministry, two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine, Or you can text me at two seven zero two three zero six three three seven. Whatever you face, whatever you've gone through. The Father loves you more than you could ever imagine. He loved you so much that He sent His only begotten Son. That whosoever shall believe in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you don't know Him today, we want to invite you to know Him. He's a good Savior. He's a good Father. Mm -hmm. There's a thick anointing. We love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.